We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. Good morning. Well, whenever. It's not live radio. But it is Melbourne Cup Day. We're recording this at the Robin Vale Golf Club today. And Donnie Falvo's a late scratching. So we've managed to grab Tom Lister again. How are you, Tommy? Really good, mate. How are you? Very good. I'm very impressed that it is Melbourne Cup Day and you're sitting across with me <laughs> with a beer already. <laughs> yeah, well, if you say I can do something, mate, I'll yeah. do it. Green light. We're at the golf club. Why not? And well, it is a public holiday. Should have got a jug, shouldn't I? Well, you've got time, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you've got time. There's actually a lot of people. I've been watching, because I'm sitting right in the boardroom watching people come in, and there are so many. Is there a comp on here today or something? I don't know, but I was thinking the same thing. There's so many people playing golf. Yeah, so many. And my husband's at home with the kids. I'm kind of now hoping I didn't stop him from playing golf. Yeah, well. And at the same time, meh. Yeah, bugger him sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Tommy, a lot of feedback um, from your podcast. Yes, it's been very, good. Very good, yeah. bit overwhelming sometimes, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. People listening. You've had more people listen to you than <laughs> listen to Osha like three times over. Yeah, well, Bar Arnold, mate. <laughs> Take it around you. <laughs> no, no, I said in the podcast that best two communities you'll ever get, so. Yeah, you know, it's been yeah. awesome. Obviously, you want to listen to locals. Rather than Osha's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, um, we're going to talk to Vicky Borum very soon about junior cricket, but you and I were having a discussion earlier about the potential of a senior cricket. And this has been something I've been dropping into conversations here and there. And depending on who you ask, one will say, nah, no chance of getting a senior B-grade side together. You're of a different different opinion. Well, yeah, I reckon it probably could happen. I think Nathan Preston nearly had it done a couple of years ago and then sort of fell away, but he had some pretty good numbers. Uh, I reckon it should be all right. Hopefully people listen to this and are keen. Mm, you'd play, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, Do so anything two. for it. <laughs> <laughs> Three, my husband would play, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Just B grade in Redcliffe, that's what we're talking about, nothing. Yeah, well, wherever, wouldn't matter. Just cricket's cricket, mate. Yeah, but in the B grade, like you wouldn't play in the Mildura comp, well, would you? Wouldn't have thought. I don't know how they work, but... Neither do I, really. That's why you're here. You're, <laughs> Mate, you're supposed to be the expert on cricket. So, yeah, but not Mildura cricket. I don't know how they work. If they, if you've got to have a ones to have a twos or a twos to have a threes, I'm not sure how they work. I don't know. Redcliffe's is only an A and a B grade. I do know that. Yeah. So. I researched that. And by research, I mean us, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. See, even the ladies are out playing golf. They're all still walking past as we're here waving, drinking beers at Melbourne Cup Day. Hey, have you? are you a um, horse racing man? No. Nah. Not at all. I'm hopeless at it. Are you? Couldn't pick me nose, mate. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> well, geez, I wouldn't be any good at it, judging by the form. I was going to ask you for a tip, but I won't bother then. No, nah, mystery trifectas, mate. That's the tip. And they're usually the best ones. Yeah, I've got two of them up in the last few years. Have you? Yeah. On Melbourne Cup? Yeah. Geez, that's not bad. Yeah. Win about 700 bucks both times for three bucks. Are you serious? Yeah, a lot always pays big, so. That's amazing. I just put 10 of them on and away we go. Ten of them. Yeah. So you spend thirty bucks and yeah. get win seven hundred back. Mate, I've got tickets for miles. Have you already done your betting for today? Absolutely, mate. I was waiting for you and didn't know you're in here, so oh. thank for a look. <laughs> well, that's fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I like the old ticket system. I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to Melbourne Cup. I've got the app on my phone, but yeah. I don't mind that. I'm a bit of a control freak to let a <laughs> computer pick them though. 
each to their own, I guess. I guess so. I can't pick them, so might as well let someone else drive. Something else drive. Well, I can't pick them either, so maybe I should let somebody else drive. Hand <laughs> <laughs> over a bit of control every now and then. I spent so much money trying to like do the form and that, and I've never picked a winner, so I was like, nah, let's just stop. Fair point, I would say. Hey, do you play golf? Uh, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> what would you call it? Uh, getting frustrated and chilling out in trees. <laughs> Chilling out in trees. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's a twi- there's a Friday, Friday Twilight Golf competition on at the moment. Yeah, I played it last Friday. Did you? Yeah. Friday Twilight Golf, I imagine, is much like Friday Night Tennis, where it's, it's just more of a social yeah, occasion. Yeah, you literally just pay five bucks, they give you a card, and then you just hand it back at the end. It's good. Brilliant. Have you got a handicap? Oh, yeah, golf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yep, cool. <laughs> Mate, there's no number that could help my golf game. But you're having fun. I'm loving it, yeah. Well, there you go. That's all you need to do. <laughs> the AGM, the reason I brought it up is the AGM's on the 18th of November and every club around here looks for, you know, new members. When's the footy club AGM? Do you know? Nah, don't know. Nah. You're just a selector. You're not on the committee? Nah. I've just float around and when people ring, I answer. <laughs> All the time? Yeah, most of the time. You know we're recording this. Yeah, yeah when absolutely. people ring, I answer. Remember that. Tommy From the said footy that. club because mm. I'm scared of Phil Lamentana. So <laughs> Phil, you really? When Phil turns up, I'm like, oh, what have I done wrong? <laughs> Don't be silly. Get a front up. <laughs> No, I'd be so. more scared of his wife, to be honest. Oh, mate, don't even get me started. <laughs> Anyone that can scare him is a scary, scary lady. She's not really, but I would be more scared yeah, than, than we feel. Well, that, that is coming up. I'll track down when that's coming. But um, Vicky's going to come in and talk about cricket. Jack's going to come in and do Vietnamese news. We're going to talk to Jake Hinderholz too. Yeah. So he's been um, over in France, or France, <laughs> depending on where you're from, um, with the Australian ski race team. Yeah, I did say that. That's pretty awesome. That is unreal. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of people in Robinvale doing unreal things at the moment. Absolutely. So we're going to um, chat to him, and he was in Wentworth on the weekend racing as well with his hijack team, yeah. which is cool. So we'll talk to him. And Gabby's coming in to do Mandarin news. Got a lot of language stuff today. Absolutely. <laughs> You'll be a great input into that, I'm sure. Another couple of these beers, I'll be able to understand it. <laughs> Dang and Dong. Sounds like a comedy duo, but it's just Jack talking about all things Vietnamese. <laughs> it is a comedy duo. <laughs> Jack and Tom. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you stop it. What's Dong worth at the moment? Oh, but I think, I'm not sure. Are we down or? I don't know. Okay. You're the one that's talking Dong. I would expect you well, to do your research before you come in. Yeah, true that. Mm. <laughs> sorry, but yeah. You're a bit dusty today, aren't you? Late night last night, I'm sorry. That's okay. How was the do last night? I was awesome. It was really awesome. Tell us about it. What happened? Um, yeah, I think a lot of them got drunk. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> who? Give us some context now that I'm recording. All right. Yeah, no, just that uh, we had a bit of a, a thank you night for the um, the choir that uh, helped us do the Lantern Festival. Yeah, one of them just went away for a couple of months and uh, mm. just kind of wait for them to come back and, uh, yeah, just to have this thank you. And a pre-planning for next year? And a pre-planning for next year. Really? Yeah, well, it's probably a, a, a yeah, start of it anyway. That's good. We're going to start rehearsing stuff like that. Fantastic. Well, at least yeah. it'll run next year because it's a good night. Did you go, Tom? The Lantern? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good, wasn't we it? We some chocolate and got a burger off the girl. That's all about the food for me too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about the dumplings. I don't get these white people going for burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I just... 
don't get it. The what do you mean? <laughs> going for burgers? Well, don't you go have burgers at home? No. You know where I go for a burger? Where? The Weeman store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we're out that way anyway, and they're our official caterers. Yeah. Um, but I will go there. I actually yeah. had to stop myself because I've been home sick with kids the last week, yeah. and it's only up the road. Yeah. I went Wednesday yeah. and then I had to – no, sorry, I went Thursday. I had to stop myself from going Friday yeah. and then went again Saturday. Yeah, I <laughs> love them. I would have them every day if I could. I'd, I'd, I'd expect you guys to come out in the street and, you know, be adventurous and try something different. Like, you Have your dumplings. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about this. I'll make you. Yeah, old mate. Yeah, old mate. <laughs> oh, well, I eat, do you eat dumplings? Yeah, absolutely. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Elaine's dumplings are the best too. Mm. Where was I the other day? Uh, the food Oh, the food truck food, festival. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome, eh? Same thing there. Yeah. Me, being a stupid white girl, should have gone and tried <laughs> something different and instead I come straight to you and get dumplings. <laughs> oh, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, isn't yeah, it? Is yeah, different. I hate tacos as well, so that's, that's yeah. fine. I... I I didn't try the taco I should have actually. Mm. Yeah. Well, they were delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of taco. I could have done that. Not however yeah. However. However, lived in living in that part of the world yeah. for a while, I have I, I enjoy genuine like Mexican how do I explain it? What's the best way to I like the dirty I like like real proper Mexican street food. Yeah, right. Like when you live places in California that are near Mexican communities, you get the you literally get the vendors along the the footpaths with yeah, yeah. their trolleys, yeah. and it is amazing. Like it's straight out of yeah. the grandmother's kitchen. Amazing, yeah, amazing oh, black bean burritos that have no sense of vegetables in them whatsoever. Like it's beans and meat, and it is amazing. I like that kind of Mexican. Yeah. Halloumi tacos. I'm just not <laughs> not a hun- I like halloumi, don't yeah. get me wrong, but don't put it in a taco. Yeah, it was right. nice. Yeah, yeah. But that's not a taco. Yeah, righty. That's Greek food. Well, I want to I want to instigate some kind of a street food here to be honest. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just uh, street food festival. Oh, street food any day kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Weekend kind of thing, you know. Watch just, this space. Yeah, cuz Oh, we 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 got a lot of um, ethnic cultures out there, especially mm. my own. They want to sell food, they want to do their own food, but the red tape is killing them. They don't speak English, they can't get a certificate, and it's really hard. I'm not sure how to get a pass it to be honest, because it's really strict. They come into your house and expect your kitchen and everything, which is fair enough. Mm. I mean, I understand because uh, we um, our our kitchen gets scrutinized every year too, mm. uh, but. I don't know how do we get them to get past that. Yeah, and if that's that, if there's that language barrier, how do you get them to do the food services hygiene course? Well, I can help with that, which is mm. not not uh, hard. But uh, how do they get the the inspectors to go to their kitchen and inspect and stuff like that? I don't know. Just it's something I'm thinking of. But I want every weekend, you know, the, our street to be full of food. You know, people walking up there. Look how dead the. The street is on Sundays. On a Sunday, it's hard to get a coffee. And like I keep saying, though, like for people like Jussie and Don and Joan and those that have cafes down the main street, you, you can't expect them to, first of all, fork out for Sunday penalty rates because that yeah, will kill a small uh, business. No. But they need a day off. True. Oh, no one wants to work seven days well, a week. Look, go, go have a Monday off. No, because there's already another <laughs> open down the street on Monday. And I need my – don't encourage the cafes to not open on a Monday. Yeah, all right. No. Um, no it's a bit of a <laughs> exactly. Jussie can't ever close. No, nah, Daddy wants some new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to leave that well alone. <laughs> hey, now you've got a heap of um, news for yeah. the Vietnamese community, speaking and, of that language barrier, and you've and even made notes and everything. Look at you go. Well, How organised I you? didn't expect this last night when I was half pissed. But anyway. <laughs> I didn't realise you were Jack. He does better than me. If I was half doughy, <laughs> I would never know where the pens are kept. <laughs> yeah, so I did all this rush this morning, so forgive me if it's, um, yeah... Hey Jack, scratchy. If it's in Vietnamese, yeah, I'm not gonna know. Uh, that's that's. Are you gonna know, Tom? That's fair enough no. for you to say, but I, <laughs> I was gonna say not yet. Maybe after another pot <laughs> of beer, you might. <laughs> I gotta front these people in the street one day. <laughs> ah, you'll be fine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, kính thưa quý vị, sau đây mình có một chút vài lời để gửi lại tới quý khách. Thứ nhất, cây xăng Caltex from Vell. Từ ngày 7 tây tháng 11 sẽ mở 24 trên 24. Thứ hai, hội uh, thương mại Robinvale và Houston Reba đã khởi hành khuyến mãi mở mua tại uh, những cửa tiệm địa phương. Bạn nên giữ lại những biên lai mà bạn mua. Mỗi biên lai tổng cộng 200 đô bỏ vào phòng bì khuyến mãi để rút thăm uh, cho giải nhất 2.000 đô về yeah, cái giải uh, rút thăm là 2.000 đô nhớ hỏi uh, cửa tiệm xin phòng bì khuyến mãi để uh, bỏ biên lai vào điểm thứ ba bình thường ở đây mình ít có mưa những nhưng nếu có xin các bạn vui lòng trong lúc lái xe mở đèn xe điểm thứ tư Xin các bạn vui lòng lưu ý những thay đổi điều kiện giao thông trên đường Bromley. Công trình này hy vọng sẽ hoàn thành vào lúc Noel. Nên lưu ý vấn đề giao thông của bạn có thể bị chậm trễ trong thời gian này. Và nói đến đường Bromley, tiệm bánh mì Subway đã được chính phủ địa phương chấp thuận mua lô đất 71 cho tới 77 đường Bromley để xây cái doanh nghiệp mới này. Xin các bạn vui lòng ủng hộ. Điểm thứ năm, cảnh sát địa phương xin nhắc lại, bất kể tình trạng nhập cảnh lưu nhập cảnh của bạn hợp pháp hoặc không hợp pháp, nếu bạn là một nạn nhân của một tội ác nào lớn hay nhỏ, xin vui lòng báo cho cảnh sát biết. Chỉ có vậy mới giữ được an ninh cho cộng đồng. Vân vân. Điểm thứ 6, xin các bạn vui lòng giữ gìn vệ sinh và nề nếp vào nơi công cộng, vân vân. Vào những ngày lễ, Robinvale sẽ có nhiều khách du lịch qua lại. Đừng nên xả rác bất hợp pháp trong vùng đất công viên, vân vân. Nếu bị bắt gặp, bạn sẽ bị phạt rất nặng. Xả rác Robinvale waste sẽ rất vui lòng cung cấp thùng rác skipping hoặc đếp hoặc bạn có thể đem đến sở rác với một giá rất hợp pháp, hợp lý hoặc là bạn có thể lên trang web Swan Hill City Council để tìm kiếm một sở rác nào đó gần bạn hơn thêm nữa nếu bạn gặp chút ít rác nào đó xin vui lòng nhắc lên và pin it chỉ như vậy mình mới giữ gìn vệ sinh và nề nếp cho dòng sông để mà 
để mà mọi người đều thưởng thức vân vân xin lập vui lòng cảm ơn Now, Tommy, I know you've only had two pots today. <laughs> but I'm tipping there was parts in that that you could pick up on what was going on. Uh, I heard Tony will cancel. Uh, web? Bell. There's a web. It's uh, the web would. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a web yeah. to cancel. <laughs> I was actually, I was mesmerised because I was trying to read it and, Is geez, it? that's not in what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, uh, you must have been talking about the... Um, The, the, don't, the illegal dumping that's been going on. We've had a bit of an issue with that lately. Yeah, and yeah. Robin Vale Waste. There's obviously no translation for skip bin. <laughs> Robin Vale Waste. <laughs> and something else. Well, yeah. Jack, thank you very much for coming in and being our Vietnamese correspondent when you are clearly a bit dusty today. <laughs> no worries. You've that, done very, very well. It's kind of woke me up, which is great. That's all right. Yeah. And you can go and put your bets on too now. Who's your tip for the cup? I reckon Constantinople. Yeah. I reckon I've got a couple of bucks on that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those ones that just goes through yeah, and puts a couple of bucks everything. on all of them. <laughs> 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 oh, God, but I think Tommy's only convinced me to go and put a mystery bet on, so I might do that too. Yeah, no, somebody did a mystery bet in front of me and, uh, yeah, got 26 grand that, that year. 26 grand? Yeah, right in, front of my, right in front of my face. You don't win a 26 grand. You spent $30, yeah, well, Tommy. Yeah, if I win 26 grand, you're going to have egg on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I will. <laughs> I was spewing because I was right behind him. <laughs> really? Yeah. That 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 um, that year the Michelle Payne won. Yeah. Yeah. Just a mystery bet. Imagine how dusty you'd be after winning twenty six grand. Oh mate. <laughs> it's long gone since though. <laughs> you wouldn't be sighted again until next Tuesday, surely. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be surely in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I reckon the district would be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Jack, thank you very much. Awesome. We'll talk to you again in a couple no, of weeks. Thank you very much. Cheers. Good on you, See mate. you guys. At Leading Appliances, we believe in real service by real people. We've been caring for local families for generations, providing first-class service and advice on washers, dryers, vacuums, fridges and freezers, kitchen appliances, heating and cooling, TV and home entertainment, and communications. Avoid the hard sell and buy from someone you trust. Heating appliances, real service, real people. It's Melbourne Cup Day and we're at the Robin Vale Golf Club. It's not going to come out till Thursday because I'm not going to produce it after a few beers that Tommy's trying to convince me to have. <laughs> sore, I'm trying to give you some painkillers. Oh, I know. I am pretty sore too, but I'm not going to let on. Let's not talk about that because I don't want to let on to the kids that I pull up sore. Anywho, Vicky Borum's here. Vicky, come nice and close to the microphone. We want to talk to you about um, cricket. Actually, first, I want to talk to you about Sunday. Good, that's, that's excellent. Yeah, how good was that day, the country halls tour, but was in the park, that's with Fanning? They wouldn't have fit in the hall. You wouldn't, they wouldn't have fit in the hall. When you look at how many people were there, if you had tried to fit them all in that little, tiny little boundary bend hall. That doesn't have a stage. Doesn't it? <laughs> it's got a little corner one, and she needs a big long one, so. It's got a little corner for a bloke and a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh, Tommy. <laughs> I used to go to some of these old-time dances with my grandma around the district, and she was from Boundary Bend, and they, it was literally a, a bloke on a banjo or a, the squeak, the... Accordion. Yep, that one. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what they were for the old-time dances, and I mean, like, in a circle, dancing properly. Barn dance. I don't think I'm old enough to know what they are, mate. No, you're, you're definitely not, Tommy. I shouldn't be either, but I suppose that's how you grow up. But how good was she? Fantastic. It was so exciting. We had a 
think about 150 people. Was that really? Yeah. I would have thought there was more. I'm wait, bad. Wait, well, we're waiting for final tally to come in to count them, but we hope for 100. We aim for 200, so 150 was all right. How do you get the final tally? Ticket sales and then gate as well? Yeah, or? well, there was online sales, the shop sales at the caravan park, and, yeah, the ones at the gate, so. Oh. Just counting them all up. Right. How long is that going to take? A day. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was what three days ago. <laughs> That's because we spent all day yesterday cleaning it up, and today, Lisa, who you met on the weekend? Yes, Lisa. Now, what's Lisa's last name? We're small, right? So it's yes, her it husband's thirtieth right. birthday today. So that we're continuing uh, on. So we'll, I'm sure tomorrow we'll count up the tickets. Oh, we'll get it done. Great weekend for his thirtieth birthday. I agree. Yeah, and she was uh, she was as a performer. She's fantastic. She's brilliant. Yeah, she into the, I laughed when she got down the stage. I thought, oh. Nobody's going to do that. She got down, everybody moved to the front. It was brilliant. Yeah, there was a lot of audience participation. Either, even by the time the totem tennis competition rolled yes. around, that was great. Yeah. And the synchronised swimming, that was awesome. Yeah, and she did talk about that because we interviewed her um, a couple, couple of weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, um, she talked about the synchronised swimming and I kind of went, I'm just going to move on. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But okay. Worked well. It did work well, it did. considering there was no water. No. Yeah, so well done. Thanks. To you and everybody Glad else. came that. out. What else are you going to do on a Sunday afternoon? It was a beautiful day too. I know. The next day was crappy though, so that was good that we had on the Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And those curry puffs were really good. I know. We should have made more. Should have made more, but that's okay. And the cheapest beers in Victoria are on Sunday afternoon. Tommy, you missed out. Yeah, Everybody missed out. rusty, mate. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I had a great time though. So next time it's on... I mean, again, yeah, we've got to find some more bands. Oh, that won't be hard. Didn't think so. I'm actually interested in a um, like a country music festival down at the trotting track. Oh, good idea. Do you reckon that's a good yeah, idea? Definitely. Same thing. Get one of Josh's semi-trailers yeah. in for a stage. Yeah. Tommy? Let's do it. You in? Yep, yeah. great. You to the organising committee. Yeah. Way you go. <laughs> I'll just handball my ideas. No. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about junior cricket. Tommy and I were talking about before about there's, all, there's whispers around, there has been for a couple of years, Priesty I think started it a few years ago, about a senior team. There's lots of people who want a senior team. You see, that's it, Tommy. There's lots of people that want a senior team. Yeah. You can organise that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Explain how the junior cricket works. Okay, so there's two levels. There's the Woolworths Blast, which is five to eight-year-olds, mm-hmm. and then there's the under-17s of junior cricket, which is eight to 17 or whenever you want to stop playing, really. And then you could go on to B grade. Yeah. Or, um, not that I'm, don't, don't look at me like that, but not that I'm saying you couldn't be playing A grade, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Baby steps. Yeah. Um, so the cricket blast is, you have to you have to be five to start that? Yes, yep. Okay. So that's just registered online through Woolworth cricket blast thing. Yep. And then, yeah. And that's on Friday nights? Yeah, they're both on Friday nights. So the five to eight Woolworths one is four till... 4.45, and then the juniors start at 5 till 7.30-ish. Ish. Yeah. Everything's always ish in Robinvale. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how well we play. <laughs> I like that. Or well, the next team up, what are they called? Just it was just juniors. Meh. Juniors. Yeah. yeah, okay. You've got some of those players going to play against actual other teams. Yes. Yeah? So, so we have a – Robinvale itself doesn't play against anybody, but Central is our area, so that's Robinvale, Oyen and Redcliffs. And they play against, in different age groups, 13s, under 15s, under 17s, against Sunraysia or Swan Hill. So we have a few of those throughout the season. And then school holidays, I think it's January first week, is the country week where we play like four days in a row against all the different teams. That's cool. Where's that? We're not sure exactly yet. Oh, do they rotate it? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. So we might play Swan Hill one day, we'll draw the next. 
Oh. All depends where we're going. So That's cool though. That's good. Yeah. Kids like it. It's a good day. So how many have you got involved in the junior cricket at the moment? Uh, about 20 in both. So 20 in the Woolworths little one and then 20 in the juniors. Really? Yeah. That's 40 kids. Yeah. It grows every year. See, by the time these yeah. kids grow up, you'll have an A-grade squad. Absolutely. I didn't know there was that many playing. Yeah. Get onto it, Tommy. Oh, Get onto yeah, it. Right. <laughs> have you got the new cricket nets yet? No, that was my next thing. We've been uh, waiting for them. They went to be in before this season, hmm. but nothing's happened with them yet. We know we've got the grant money to do it, but nothing's yeah. happened yet. I think the cricket nets are sitting with Stewie, aren't they? I think so. Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, thanks for coming in today. We just wanted to, because you see it on, um, on Facebook all the time, and you've already told me unequivocally that you know nothing about the back two, but we'll talk to no. Dougie Aikman or Pete again when he's finished harvesting or yeah. someone about that, but it's the Australia Day... Weekend next year. Yeah, which is really only two and a half months away. Yeah, it's not far away. That's scary, I think the more it? people want to in- register their interest, the more we'll have a game of cricket, we'll do different things. So Yeah, so are you helping to organise part of that? You'll get sucked into it, I'm won't you? Pre- well, I'm reading the book from the last reunion, so I'm trying to learn a bit of stuff because I didn't know there was that many different teams... It used to be a massive – Robinvale used to have its own competition it's itself. Yeah. 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 Like Luke grew up just playing cricket in the Robinvale Association. Yeah. See. Yeah. I didn't know there was Blue Hills. That's a team somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Never heard of it. Yeah. Well, it was the same with like Bannerton had their own cricket team yeah. and footy team. Well, Boundary Ben had a cricket somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere there was a cricket pitch somewhere. Out the back somewhere. Yeah, they played. Yeah. Down tennis. on the sandbar. Yeah, tennis, all these things. We'll bring them back. Tennis as well. Yeah, there was tennis at Boundary Bend, wasn't there? Yeah. What's next on the cards for Boundary Bend? Lots of little projects. We're hoping to get, I think it's the drought, the drought assistance money that came in. Mm. And we're debating because we're having arguments with it between ourselves as to whether we should get like a multi-purpose court or lots of things in the playground, what we can put in gym set, irrigation to get that dead patch of grass watered, things yep. like that. We've got a really good plan for rejuvenating the front Opposite the caravan park, the riverfront, putting like a big boardwalk out so you can't see the pumps. We can still work underneath and fix the pumps, make some grass areas and picnics and things like that. One big nice spot like Golgo. That'd be really nice. Those people have got nice riverfronts. We've got a nice riverfront. This doesn't look nice. And that is all community. Yeah. That's all community groups. Like that's not – people think, oh, why can't council do us a thing like that? Yeah. With a council hat on, it's not a council thing. It's a community group. Community's got to pull their finger out and start working on them. But the Boundary Bend Progress Association did a great job. Yeah. Look at Memorial Park. We hound people. Council gets sick of us. But you have to, you know, let us know what you want, what you need, and have a plan in place and let us know how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And it's not do, hard. And we do lots of it ourselves, so we cut exactly. costs really well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, what's happening with the truck stop? I'm not sure what's happening with that. That's a big debate over that too. No, so hopefully Ken wants to make that into a bakery. A bakery? A bakery. So he's got the big block which goes past to the back of... Yeah, the playground. Mm. And the front part will be the bakery shop, mm. dining area, and then mm. playground pool, um, some cabins, some places to park your caravans to, for overnight stays and stuff like that. So it's all been knocked down, so that's the plan. Yeah. How it goes and whether or not it all gets approved and things like that. But we're working on the plans for all those. So it'll be great. Who doesn't want a bakery? Yeah. So long as they make a good snot block, I'm in. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing they're called, snot blocks. Don't exactly. call them a snot block. I was just going to say, you, you're you probably of that generation that doesn't know what a snot block is. Oh, I've never heard of it. Have a stab. I wouldn't have a clue. If I walked into a bakery and I said, I'm going to have a snot block, what do you reckon I'm talking about? Well, what am I serving, yeah? <laughs> it wouldn't be what you want. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be serving no, me. I honestly have no idea. 
I don't eat, buy stuff at like bakery. <laughs> so I buy stuff at bars. Yeah, yeah. Is that bar food? No, <laughs> no, it's not, no, no. It's not a, I wouldn't put a vanilla slice <laughs> no. with vanilla a vanilla slice. Yeah, snot block. Yeah, I grew up calling them snot blocks. Yeah, never once heard that in my life. Or well, actually, once just then. You cross it out in the recipe book. You don't make vanilla slice. You cross it out and write snot block. Snot block. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy your Melbourne Cup day, um, and thanks for coming in. And we'll talk to you before the uh, Cricket Association. The reunion. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. I'll figure it out before then. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Vicky. Now, Tommy, we are lucky enough to be joined by an international sports superstar today. Absolutely. Jake Hinderhosel, who has been – you're now – you can claim that you are an international ski racing Superstar, can you not? Uh, I don't know if we can go that far, but yeah, I've yeah, definitely represented Australia over in France. So, oh, you've, um, yeah, you've got the green and gold blazer. I would absolutely go that far. I'd, yeah, I'd be running it, <laughs> Hinter. <laughs> yeah, we'll run with that one. <laughs> so, tell us about first of all. Tell us how you came to be able to go to France with the Australian team. Um, so it all kind of started um, twelve months ago. Um, when I decided um, that I was going to sell the family boat and mum and dad really didn't have a choice in that. Um, <laughs> and we were going to go buy a brand new race boat um, that we could race um, for these upcoming worlds or for worlds that um, that we were attempting to go for. Um, we weren't um, guaranteed to go. You have to go through a seven race um, selection series in Australia and, um, so we travel all around Australia um, to compete against all the Australians to make the world team, all the Australian team, sorry. Um, and then from that, you are selected um, to represent Australia and head off to France. Wow. So how big's the team? Um, so the team consists of junior boys and junior girls. Um, so three skiers in each of them. Um, juniors is under 17 and a reserve skier. Um, so. With the three skis that go, you also have a driver and observer mm-hmm. in that. So uh, three, six, nine, twelve. I'm not very good with math, but um, <laughs> yeah. So there's junior boys, junior girls, F two and F two, F two women and F two men, um, which are the outboard classes. So the classes that I competed in. Yep. Um, and F one and F F one men and F two uh, F one women which are the big inboard boats that um, you see at Robinvale that run, you know, your super class and your top end speed boats. Um, so, yeah, there's at least three boats in every class um, from Australia. So. You're a driver. Let's Yeah. Yeah. So for people that don't know, yeah, you're the driver. And how big's your, uh, how big's the engine or the, the motor on your boat? Yeah, so my engine is a 300 horsepower four-stroke engine. Um, they're the brand new Mercury um, racing engines just being brought out um, with all the emission controls and stuff. They've uh, actually stopped making the two strokes, so now everything is moving to more four strokes and more economically friendly. And environmentally friendly, but you don't get that lovely yeah. two-stroke smell <laughs> <laughs> when you start them. <laughs> Nothing quite like that smell of two-stroke, is there, Tommy? Uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's an amazing effort. So how old were you when you got your boat licence? You can get your boat licence when you're 12 years old. Mm. Um, Is that when you started driving? Nah, nah, nah. I, I, well, yeah, I started driving just the boat, not racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But when I started racing, I was 18. So in Ski Racing Australia, um, you have to be 18 years old to get your racing license. And that's when I started. So I was lucky enough to be handed the keys to another boat um, and drove that for quite a number of years before then we um, purchased our own. So you just, did you, so what age were you when you just got licensed to drive a regular fishing boat, ski boat, etc.? 12 years old. You yeah. were 12? Yeah, 12. Yeah, so you can get licensed at 12 years old. Yep. Um, and you've got to be occupied by an adult. Yep. Um, and then when you're 16, you can get your full license. So um, then you can tow skiers and stuff like that up and down the Murray. Yep. Um, but yeah, once you're 18, you can't get your race license until then. So tell us, that new engine that you've got, how fast does it go when you really open it up? Um, it, it all depends on um, if you've got one or two skiers. Um, obviously, we don't usually test the boat without skiers. As a, oh. a ski race, not a boat race, and we can only go as fast as what the skier wants to go. Right. Um, but <laughs> with one skier, it's about 84, 83 to 84 mile an hour. Um, and with two skiers, um, 80 to 81 mile an hour. So obviously, yeah, with an extra skier, it produces drag. So it slows you down a little bit more. Oh, I reckon. Sharp. Yeah. Here I am thinking I'm, I'm a hero when Luke's driving our ski boat at about 25, 30 miles yeah. an hour. I think I'm saving the world and I'm amazing. Wow, that is quick. Have you ever, like, taken it out and really opened it up without a ski, though, just to see what it can do? Um, I haven't yet. Um, Come on, mate. Only because I, I picked it up. Pardon? It's just us here, mate. You can tell us. Uh, no, I haven't. I picked it up three days before Christmas last year, so I was a bit nervous on taking it out in the river and really winding it out as I was still running it in last year. So, But um, I definitely will be this year. I'll be putting it in the water and putting some big props on it to see if I can get a good speed out of it with no skiers. Awesome. So <laughs> does that mean you're going to come up to Robinvale and really open it up up here? Because you don't live here anymore, do you? No, no. So when um, when we did decide to do the worlds and we got a young skier from Echuca, Emma, um, we kind of all sat down and for it to be, to give it a really good shot, you have to be closer to rough water to train on. Um, so obviously Port Phillip Bay um, is where we do a lot of our training. So um, I was lucky enough to be offered a job down here. So that wasn't one of the main reasons I did move down here. So I was a lot closer down here for the training um, before we went over. Yeah, fair enough too. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm living in, I'm, uh, living in Melbourne now. But, yeah, I definitely will be up in um, Robinvale. Um, there's a few sponsors that we had before we went over that um, I'll be heading in contact with and hopefully get to take them for a drive out in the river in the boat and, and get them to experience it. Nice. Who are your sponsors? Um, so our local sponsors were, I've got them written down here, um, Kurt Matros um, from KT Excava- Matros Excavations Irrigation, um, Lamentina Carrot, mm-hmm. um, and... Funny John that they would Bill. like to sponsor things with big engines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Um, they, were, uh, they were absolutely unreal and they were really amazing. Um, they were, yeah, very kind and generous. Um, and Rombard Amcal Pharmacy... Um, I didn't, I didn't hit them up for um, a sponsorship as of um, money-wise, but John was um, very kind enough to sponsor my two skiers with um, ankle tape and strapping tape. Beautiful. Which was, um, yeah, just something else that we didn't have to worry about while we were over there because he was able to supply us with, with um, some of the best gear. Yeah, and they do get some of the best gear. That's where I get all my stuff. And that can yeah. add up because tape's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, tape's expensive and – 
Um, you know, when we're over at the Worlds, we're doing four races. So there's four race days. Um, plus, so both skis have a race every day. Um, mm. So there's eight races all, all combined. So, um, and they probably go through a roll of tape per race. Um, so, yeah, it definitely added up. So, yeah, we were definitely lucky that we were able to get that sponsorship in that kind of way. They're going through a roll of tape a race. What are they taping up? Just their ankles? Yeah, just ankles. Um, some tape their knees, yeah. um, their forearms, so that mm. um, their arms aren't rubbing on their handles and their wetsuit. Gotcha. Um, because they are out there for a long period of time and in rough water. Adds yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it definitely adds up. Yeah. So tell us about the Worlds. Like, how nervous were you going into it? And tell us about the time that you were there. Because you were there for... All, you were gone all of September, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went over um, the end of August um, and spent a week over in France um, to unpack the container, the boat, um, get everything set up and organised. Um, and then the second week I was there was our actual racing. Um, yeah, the nerves, it didn't quite, still quite seem real until I did get to France um, and saw where we were racing and what the conditions were going to be like. Um, and even then, we didn't get to really see the conditions until the first race. Um, you know, they have the practice days and stuff, but there might only be five boats out on course in your practice days. Um, and you kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, this is all right. But when you start the race and you've got 20-odd boats on a four-kilometre course um, and a river really not any wider than Robinvale, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty daunting. What river was it that you were on? Um <laughs> To us over here, we'd call the river, but then they call it a lake. So it was um, in Vichy, in the pretty much in the centre of France. Um, I'm not quite sure what it was called, but yeah, kind of like a. To us, we'd call it a river, but then they call it a lake because it's got a weir at one end for oh, some reason. Okay, I was um, going to say, is there, there an is, in and out? That's a river, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's an in and out pretty much. So yeah. um, it flows, yeah, from one end of France to another. So. Um, yeah, there's concrete walls um, down one end, and concrete walls aren't really like the banks of the Murray. The water doesn't just, you know, the waves don't really just roll up onto them. They actually hit them and bounce back. So mm. it makes it a lot rougher and um, find it oh, not really dangerous. But, yeah, if you make one wrong move, then you can certainly end up into a concrete wall, that's for sure. Gee whiz, and that's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the water's going to hurt at 80 miles an hour. I'm more worried about the wall. Well, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> much giving yeah. concrete walls. No, there's not much giving them at yeah. all, Tom. <laughs> no, nah, so all the European boats actually all down their right hand side. Most of them all have scratches because most of them do hit the concrete walls in in, you know, in their normal weekend races. What the boats are hitting the walls? Yeah, the boats just hit them and bounce off. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> That's just the Europeans. They, you know, that you kind of get real scared and you don't drive close to them, but then you see all the Europeans driving there within meters, oh, within a meter of the concrete wall. Oh. Yeah. That's, and that's usually the best place to drive, but you've just got to... Debatable. Yeah, you've got to have um, the confidence to be able to do it, I suppose. Why is that the best place to drive? So the waves actually hit the wall and come back down underneath the water and come up probably about two and a half meters from the wall. So it's actually the probably the best spot there to race is against the wall because um, it's not as rough because oh. the waves actually hit it and then come back down underneath, underneath the water and pop up about two and a half metres back. So 
Oh, geez, there's not much margin for error no. there, though, is there? No, no. I mean, my boat's probably only just two metres, so mm. yeah, you don't have very much margin at all. And um, as you, well, as I found out, you know, one wrong move can send your boat in a different direction. So, as you found yeah. out, why? What happened? Oh, just over there, you know, the, just the conditions we've never raced in, and there's nothing that Australia has ever raced in or we can replicate that here in Australia um, or even New Zealand. So, yeah, it was definitely an eye-opener for myself. Um, and I think out of the whole Australian team, there was probably only about three drivers that had actually driven in canals before um, or in that canal kind of type water. So, um, yeah, for most of us, it was an eye-opener because, yeah, we'd never driven in big, rough water like that. Oh, gosh. And I can't imagine the skiers wouldn't have skied in. Um, although, how does Port Phillip Bay sort of compare as far as the skiers go? As um, it, it, It's completely different water. Um, you know, Port Phillip Bay throws out a lot of different kind of water. Someday it'll be swell, someday it'll be dead glass, yeah. um, and someday it'll be choppy. Um, but, you know, when you go out training, you also got to take into factor that you don't have a rescue team out there. If something does go wrong, you know, <laughs> you're all out there by yourself. Mm. Um, so there is days out there when it is really rough and you just can't physically get your boat in the water to go out. So um, whereas, you know, in France it starts off really smooth, um, but then, yeah, once you get a lot of boats circling around, it gets really rough. So um, And they do have medical teams there. So if something was to go wrong, you know, you'd be able to be, to be rescued kind of thing. It'd be like trying to ski in a washing machine, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah it, it pretty much is. It's, um, it, yeah, it's, it's really hard to describe what kind of water it was. Um, um, yeah. French water. We'll just call it French water. I know well, what you're talking yeah. about. French yeah, water. We'll call it the European water. Yeah, French yeah, water. So. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, so how did you finish up? How did, how did you and, um, did you race with Emma? Were you, was she your skier? Yeah. At the words? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Emma, um, she, she missed the first race in Australia um, selection series and um, she was injured. So we went back second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, and she ended up making it um, as a third skier for Australia F2 women, mm-hmm. which was really good. Absolutely really good. So we made it. Um, and before we went over, um, there was a junior boy skier who unfortunately in the second race in road, his boat and crew was involved in an accident. Um, and that boat was no longer able to race. Um, so he kind of borrowed a boat to get through the selection series, and he made it as number one junior skier, um, boys. But that boat then wasn't able to go to France, so I was able to pick him up. And he's a young kid from Sydney, um, Ryan Stanford. Okay. So we raced junior boys and F2 women, um, and we finished third out right in junior boys with Ryan. Awesome. Um, so we're third in the world there, and... We finished fourth outright in F two women, which was um yeah a massive, a massive effort from Emma. That's amazing, isn't it? So yeah, uh, to pick yeah. to pick up Ryan and I've been I keep up to date a little bit on your Facebook page, um and yeah. I sort of wondered how that came about because I see the post with Ryan um and you thanking him um and his family for letting letting him um or letting you guys fill his dream at number three. I'm like. What is that all about? But you've just answered that. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it's a, it was a very sad story um, when, when obviously that boat was in an accident 
the observer, Dale, he passed away. Um, so, you know, to be 17 and go through what he went through and to still come out the other side and still go to France and perform the way he did, um, you know, really showed the character of the young kid and um, we, were, we were super proud to be a part of his team. And, um, and yeah, um, and the way Emma conducted herself through the whole thing, um, you know, she went over as Australia's third best skier. Um, we finished fourth, um, but we actually still finished third best skier in Australia. It was just unfortunate there was a, well, not unfortunate for the lady that won it, but unfortunate for the Australians that there was a Belgian that was a little bit better than all of us and she ended up winning. Um, but yeah, Emma, the way Emma conducted herself and, you know, she had a, a pretty horrible start to her campaign with her injury. And then um, when she got over there, you know, her first race wasn't, wasn't her best, um, but she pulled herself back throughout the whole week and started crawling her way back up the leaderboard. So yeah, we were very, myself and Doug Perry, who observed for both of them, my observer from Ballarat, we were both very proud that's amazing effort three and four at the world is insane you should be so proud of yourself jake well done yeah yeah no it's definitely a massive team effort um and there's a lot of behind the scenes people as well that um you know i won't mention their names because i'll probably forget one of them but you could probably um, say mum and dad (laughs) yeah no definitely mum and dad they're um without them it, it wouldn't have been possible so um they're my number one supporters, so um, yeah, pretty happy with that. And I, you, just judging from Mum's um, Facebook post, even over the weekend, she's incredibly proud of what you've achieved in ski racing, mate. So well done. How did you go at Wentworth, by the way? Um, oh, Wentworth was really good. It was a bit of fun. Um, I was racing <laughs> someone else's oh, it's boat. Cute. It's yeah. cute race now. I've been at the world's yeah. Wentworth's cute. It's, it's fun, yeah, did it my favourite. Yeah, no, it was yeah. a bit of fun. Yeah, um, so I was actually racing the boat that I started off driving um, when I first started, when I was 18, okay. um, and just towed a couple of um, blokes, good mates of mine, and um, yeah, we had a really uh, like really good race. Um, we had a bit of a mishap on the very last corner and weren't able to finish, but at the end of the day, we were all able to sit on the bank at the end of the day and have a beer together, so there wasn't there was no injuries, and um, what was broken, we can fix, so... Oh. Well, that's um, it. At the you, end of the day, that's racing. Yeah, if there's no injuries and you can pull the boat out at the end of the day and have a beer on the bank, then yeah, exactly days. right. Yeah, brilliant, Jake. Well done on all of your success. The entire town is behind you, and people have been saying to me for a few weeks, "You got to get Jake on." You got uh, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> we finally had a chance to. So, um, thank you no, very thank much. You. Just a quick mention. Um, thanks to all the local people who brought merchandise as well. Um, I know it's, it's not much, but it really does mean a lot. And um, I was up there on the weekend and saw a bit of merchandise floating around. So, no, thank you. Have you still got merchandise for sale? Um, we can get some made. So, yeah, if, <laughs> if interested, jump onto the Hijack Water Ski Racing Facebook page and have a look at it and um, we can get you some sorted. Beautiful, Jake. Thank you very much. And no doubt we'll see you on the river over the Christmas holidays. No worries. Thanks very much for that. We're cracking through it, Tom. Absolutely. Aren't we? It's good, isn't it? You're cracking through those beers. Got it out. That's all right. You're getting far more relaxed <laughs> the further we get through. Um, we've got another language bit now with our Mandarin correspondent, Gabby. How are you, Gabby? 
I'm good, thank you. Pull that microphone nice and close so we can hear you. That'd be lovely. There you go. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to have a talk to you first. Right. Is that right? Jump yeah, in the sure. Gun. Yeah, I know. She's enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> have you got the, the, the day off today? Sort of, but not. I'm still very busy. Are you? Yes. Doing what? Uh, house improvement. Oh, how, so housework, but not like paid work. No pay, but a lot better. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> But yeah. you've got the day off as in you're not at MVAC and you're not doing no. your cleaning gig and no. the 25 other jobs that you work? No cleaning, no. yeah. It's oh. the first thing my son wake up, Mum, you don't need to go to school? No childcare? No cleaning today? I said, totally empty today. It's really good. All for you. I was going to say, Joven would love it. And then I message you and say, can you come in and do this? Sorry, Joven. No worries. That was before he woke up. Oh, yes. beautiful. Okay. Well, you've got um, the news for us, like Jack's just done in his Vietnamese. Um, yes. You've got it for us in Mandarin. And you were just discussing um, getting someone that can speak Thai in. Yes. Um, so we'll look to do that maybe next next week. Yes. I'll, you and I will chat about that. That's a good idea. We'll let you do your news in Mandarin. Where you go? Oh, 大家好,我是Gabby. Okay. Um, 有个好消息大家可以知道就是这油站我们套text油站将会延续我们的营业时间二十四小时操作然后请你们从这个十一月七号开始营业时间会改为二十四小时然后请你们把所有的收据可以累积到二百元然后就可以参加我们的抽奖
and then I have $100 in my pocket. Oh, easy. You've sold it to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Tell and me how to do I'll, keep your, I'll <laughs> keep your backyard clean. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's it because we're coming into fire season too, and it's. Yes. Dr- I mean, we've had a little bit of rain. How much rain did we get, Tommy? Do you know? Oh, depends who you ask, I guess. You don't keep a rain gauge? No. God, no. I just wait for Kurt to tell me that we're knocking off. When does, it, when does he tell you to knock off? As soon as it starts raining, he goes, let's get out of here before it stops. <laughs> no. Isn't that how it mostly works? Yeah. yeah. yeah I've it's got great. kids standing next to the window. Oh, rain, rain, go away. I can't go out, get to play. I said, no, we need this yeah. rain. Yeah. Yeah, and we do. So don't dump stuff. Just put it in the bin. And, and it's also one good trip. Uh, uh, like tips from my uncle in Holland. So how you keep your rubbish clean, like no maggots around. Mm. So you keep all your food scraps into the freezer until Monday afternoon. Then you dump into the bin before the bin truck oh, comes and collects. Yes. Just all the you know, shell, fish shells and bones, all stuff. Keep it in a small bag <laughs> and nice and clean in the freezer in one corner. So just get it out before the bin comes and collect. So this is so... I would forget they're there yeah. and I would <laughs> open it up and put it in soup or something. Well, because <laughs> that yeah. shoot me. <laughs> the bin come only once a week and then it's a warmer weather. So we want to keep our bin nice and clean and, uh, yeah, you know, very no smell around your house yeah. next to the bin. Yeah. So this is very good. We've tip. got to skip, so I'm good. Yeah. It just oh, goes yeah. straight. But people who live in... Um, Can you just try it as a bit of an experiment? No. <laughs> Why? Because just end up with a frying pan or something. <laughs> yeah, but people live in town. They yeah, wait for true. the bin truck to come every once a week. Yeah. And then, especially Asian, they eat a lot of fish, you know, mm. prawns, yeah. or yeah. stuff. And that does so, stink too yeah, in the bin, doesn't it? Yeah, in there for that many days yeah. until the bin truck come. It just smells really yeah. bad. Yeah. I don't have enough food scraps after I'm finished with it. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't let my this food is, go to waste. This is for, <laughs> yeah, this is a very good tip for um, Asian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gabby, thank you for coming in no on your day off. You can jog on home now and enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, thank you. You too. Thanks, mate. It's been a good morning, Tom. It has indeed, Jay. You enjoyed your day? I have. It's yeah. been good. It has been good, hasn't it? Absolutely. It's a nice setting for it too. Pretty sure I'm throwing a... Plumbers crack at people. So. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know that they can actually see in though. Well, I reckon they're tinted windows. We can see out at them. But there's golf buggies going past from the the shed over there. Been relentless all day, hasn't it? I went out and grabbed a beer before, and there's like a million people out there. Is there playing golf? We're just talking about footy pre-season. Yeah, twentieth of November. Well, yeah, that's what Richo was thinking. They go so just for skill stuff. Yeah, just to get them back together and have a bit of a kick and muck around. Do you have much to do with the recruiting side of things? Uh, not a whole heap. Um, bits and pieces where I can help out, but why Because you know people? <laughs> I don't know. I was just, just curious. Yeah, I used to do a bit, some recruiting, but I think this year they've got it pretty much under control. So, um, Do you fish? Uh, not as often as I used to. Why not? Well, because I felt like I was flogging a dead horse fishing around <laughs> here. I wasn't catching a thing, so... <laughs> I'm going to uh, try and get back into it a bit more now. When's COD opening? First weekend of September? Uh, sorry, December? Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably hit Justin Nailing up and go out there and have a look below the lock. Oh, yeah. Because I've fished up above a fair bit. And, and there's nothing above <laughs> I haven't done real well. I was going to say, there's nothing above it. I think Trav even said there's oh, – because I said, why isn't there a fishing company? Probably said there's no fish. Yeah. Well, my mate from um, Sawneel came across here not long ago and got a couple of yellows down near the lock on the high side. but. Yeah. 
He reckons he worked pretty hard all day to get two yellows, and I was like, ugh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back over here. Don't like the hard work of fishing? Well, not really, unless the hardest part's open to me beer. <laughs> I don't know, I just like chilling out and if like getting a bite, it'd be good. Not just sitting around looking at a line doing nothing. Well, it's a beautiful day for it. I know, isn't it? Mm, I can see my family walking in. Oh dear, Luke's avoided the whole situation after Donnie was a late scratching this morning. And <laughs> I said, oh, Donnie's pulled out. His reaction was no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, don't want to elaborate, Luke. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to get the question out. No. Uh, all right. Mm. Okay, fine. Babysit then. Oh, this is exactly right. I'll call Tommy. I'm sure Tommy would be up for it. Yeah. So thanks for coming in at such late notice. No, no worries at all, mate. This will open it up to like Bell Reynolds listening <laughs> oh, again. Oh. But you were talking before about because you enjoy cooking. Yeah. You were talking about how your dad's a bit of a freak cook. Yes, he's very good at it. So, <laughs> Master Chef. Well, he's not real good with feedback because if you say, <laughs> no, nah, I don't like that, he calls you a dickhead. <laughs> Which would make awesome <laughs> TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, if they said that he was a good cook, it'd be all right because he'd just walk around saying, I told you, bloody beautiful. <laughs> but then if they said it needed work, what would he know? He's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, but they're, pro- they're Mate, actual professional chefs. Oh, yeah, but he, that wouldn't worry him. He's no more than that. <laughs> Of course, obviously. I didn't eat fish like my whole life and I've just started because I couldn't stand the smell of it. And so he always just kept giving me fish. He's like, you haven't tried this? I'm like, I just don't like fish. (laughs) And I'd eat it. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like it. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't like fish, you don't like fish. No, but no, he can't handle that because he eats it. Yeah. So everyone has to. He he drinks sarsaparilla. Anyone that drinks sarsaparilla is a lunatic in my book. Yep. Yeah, and he loves it. Like, he'll buy it. He buys it? Well, he pays money for sarsaparilla. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, there is a lot of things I'd do, but that ain't it. Oh, that that's disgusting. Where do you even get sarsaparilla these days? Oh, I don't know, but he keeps wanting it. That was big in, like, the 50s, wasn't but it? He Look, double sarsaparilla. He'll go and buy, like, a one-litre thing. Like, oh, we're looking for this everywhere. How good is this? Oh, no. Mm. Oh, but no. He's got demons, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's got something <laughs> that clearly can't be killed with sarsaparilla. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. <gasps> Tommy, thank you very much for coming in. We'll have to get you back. We'll keep you on the bench for because I'm sure Donnie's going to get busier and busier, so we'll need someone to fill the gaps. You'll have to just put in a leave form for Kurt every yeah. now and then. <laughs> no worries, mate, whenever you need me. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. Enjoy Cup Day. Thanks for listening to The Veil Podcast. Remember to support our sponsors and shop local. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.